I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Nine hours and 41 minutes and three, two... One seconds. I'm not sure if you've picked up on this fact by now, but uh, I am pretty excited for the shift coming. The shift from orange risk level to yellow risk level. We're moving down, guys. We're doing all right. And it feels pretty good. For most of Utah, in 9 hours and 40 minutes and 40 seconds, all businesses will be able to open. Gatherings of fewer than 50 will now be given the blessing of the folks in charge, (laughs) the folks handing out the guidelines. And we know that there are some, some variances to that. There are a few counties that are remaining in the orange categorization. Uh, In Salt Lake County, Salt Lake City and West Valley City will remain in the moderate risk pool, orange. In fact, If you remember yesterday's program, we shared some of the comments released by Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson not long after it was announced by the governor that our good discipline and hard work had (laughs) moved us into the yellow or low-risk category. She said, yeah, you know, maybe Salt Lake County's not so ready. We asked the state if we could stay at Orange, and, uh, well, they uh, rejected our request. And so we'll continue to monitor things. Hopefully uh, Salt Lake City and West Valley City can join uh, the rest of the state in enjoying the fruits of our well-disciplined labors. Utah County, though, it's all yellow in, let me check the countdown again, it's all yellow in 9 hours and 39 minutes. A good friend of this program, Utah County Commissioner Nathan Ivey, joins me on the line now. Commissioner, how are you? Uh, Doing wonderfully. Thanks for having me on again. And and uh, it's a bright yellow day in the future, so we're very excited about that. How's it feel to be knocking on Yellow's door? Uh, you know what? Uh, honestly, it feels uh, like a bit of a relief because I think it's an indicator that, that we've done a good job here in Utah County of handling this situation and responding to it. Uh, and particularly, it's a big shout-out to the citizens as a thank you uh, for their willingness to, to be responsible uh, and act appropriately, and as a result, we're we're able to kind of just keep trudging forward and and get back into the green section and and continue to move forward with life. So we're very a, excited, and it's a testament to the good people of this county. Fu- fundamentally, there is a lot baked into that word you just used: their willingness, the citizens' willingness to do what was necessary to get us to this point. We here in the state of Utah, as you and I have discussed in the past, are in a relatively unique circumstance in that there has, since the dawn of this coronavirus battle, there has been no statewide order. There has been nothing handed down by the governor or the State Department of Health which would put the fear of law enforcement 
investment uh, in any of our hearts. Everything has been done for the most part uh, by, by invitation, by guideline, by recommendation and advice. And it is, just as you said, the willingness and the prudence and the wisdom of uh, Utah citizens to adhere to this guidance that has gotten us to this point, Utah County in particular. Absolutely. And I think that's why you see that, that, that we're also poised very well uh, as a state and, and particularly here in Utah County. Uh, I know Forbes Online just ranked Provo City as one of the 10 uh, best places to recover from the coronavirus economic challenges quickly. And so that willingness is going to translate into the future for, for prosperity, success, and, and a, a more robust recovery uh, as we transition out of, out of these, you know, voluntary, in these cases, uh, shutdowns and stay-at-home issues. Uh, and so we've, as a result, positioned ourselves to be out in front of the game as the economy starts to recover. And, again, that's just because people have been willing to do their part, and so now we're in a good position to move forward. I thought of you yesterday when I read that Forbes article where Moody's had ranked Provo City and Salt Lake City uh, among the top 10 cities best positioned to bounce back from the coronavirus. I thought that many of the traits present in Provo City must be common throughout uh, the, the majority of, of Utah County. I think that talks uh, I think that speaks well to to uh, to the folks uh, the type of folks uh, who live in Utah County. And I, and I think it's an absolutely what I think it really does, Lee, is it highlights that liberty minded people always have the opportunity to lead the way and, and to, to, to get the greatest opportunity for the greatest amount of people. So, so when we focus on those ideas of liberty, when we focus on personal freedoms and being responsible, we open up the opportunities for the greatest amount of success, for the greatest amount of people, and we truly lift those around us who are struggling and suffering because we're in a position to lift, uh, because we've, we've been responsible, we've embraced the principles of America, of freedom, and so we can move forward out of these crises uh, stronger and more united and in a better front because we've adhered to those principles of liberty and freedom that this great nation's founded on. And that's what the people of this county believe in, and that's why I love living here. Are you a uh, commissioner, a country music fan? Uh, you know what? Uh, I have owned every single George Strait album since the <laughs> early 1980s. Uh, so Strait Country was the first cassette okay. tape I bought. So I love country music, absolutely. Uh, how about Colin Ray? You ever been to a Colin Ray concert? <laughs> so I haven't been to Colin Ray, but I do know that Little Red Rodeo song for sure. So. Oh. Well, the headline I've been reading this morning is that Colin Ray, country music superstar, will be performing on May 30th in Kaysville. And I guess my question to you yeah. is, how did you not secure the Colin Ray concert? <laughs> well, we, we haven't done a lot of concerts as a, as a government entity down here. We tried a couple at the fair and... And we were really not in the concert business as a government entity. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if there's some private groups that'd love to have it, uh, we'd love to have them down here for sure. Let me ask you this. On, on May 30th, it's expected that in Kaysville, with the blessing of the mayor, Katie Witt, that Colin Ray will be here in town to perform at a city park and that he will do so in defiance of some of the COVID-19 restrictions uh, and the, the, the way the mayor has gotten around this essentially is by allowing a protest group to hold this concert uh, again on the 30th of May. H how does that story strike you? Uh, you know, it, it, it strikes me honestly cautiously. Uh, I think that 
you know, it's, it's good to be aggressive. It's good to push the boundaries. But, again, I don't want to do something that puts us in a tailspin uh, and gets us in a bad situation. And so I am hopeful that, uh, you know, our trends continue. And by that point in time here in a couple of weeks, uh, that, that we're at a position where that's a safe activity. Uh, and I hope the people that are there, you know, it's an outdoor facility from my understanding. And I hope that they can, you know, be precautious and, and responsible in, in hosting that event. Uh, it, it's a little unsettling for me, but, you know, if this is the beauty of it. If you want to go, you can go. And if you don't want to go, you don't have to. Uh, and, and so I know for me personally, I probably might still err on the side of not go. Uh, but, you know, I respect the rights of those who, who wish to. Nathan Ivey, Utah County Commissioner, always appreciative of your time and your expertise and your wisdom and the way you see the world. I, I uh, admire it. Uh, thank you. I always enjoy being on and, and the good messages that you kick out to the people of the state of Utah. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to dive a little deeper into this story from Kaysville. The mayor up there, Katie Witt, she's been a guest on this program as she is a candidate for Congress. She'd like to replace the outgoing congressman, Rob Bishop, uh, and she'd like your vote, and uh, she's certainly doing some things to get some attention, and we'll give her some of that attention next as she has in open defiance of the state's coronavirus restrictions allowing a group to assemble on May 30th, and listen to country music star Colin Ray. It's a fascinating story. What do you think about it? 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear what you think. Are you going to the concert? Will you be there? You know, Colin Ray has 16 number one country hits. Are you going to be there in attendance on May 30th in Kaysville? Let me know. I'll talk about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News.